Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. Um, I love it. Um, I feel like it's very effective. Um, effective because defense don't know whether you run the ball or dropping back the pass with, with the play action and stuff like that. So I feel like it's helping us out a lot. Do you think you've ever played better football than what you're doing right now? <clears throat> I don't know. It's too early. It's too early right now. You know, it's on the three games in, it's too early. Jason's give and take with uh, with one Lamar Jackson yesterday at the castle. You heard the question, you heard the pause, and he said it's too early. But Jason, you were saying yesterday, you saw it in his eyes. It was obvious he knows. And there was a pregnant little pause there, the little <clears throat> yeah, and then a little wait, and then uh, look, he he sees the film, he sees the numbers. Um, it's. He's, he, I don't know that anyone's ever been more impactful on the game of football than what he's doing right now when you, you, you factor in the masterclass quarterbacking that he's doing in the pocket when they blitz him, if they sit back and play zone. Um, he has He seems to have all the answers, right? This is a team. He won an MVP in 2019, guys. And they ran the ball on first down more than any team in the league. And they got him in the second and third and short, right? And then it was high, it was efficiency. It was high percentage passing plays. And it was the opponent having to respect this revolutionary run game we'd never seen before. So they went from that, where he had a run game averaging over five yards a, game, a, a carry on first down, and then passing on first down fewer than any team in the league, to them now. Being league average, throwing on first down. So they went from 35% uh, pass rate on first down to 51% on first down, 50.7. He leads, <laughs> he's, I'm sorry, second to Jameis Winston in yards per attempt on first down. So it's big boy passing on early downs with play action. And now this element of selling first down play action under center as well. Like the whole thing is flipped. Now he's throwing. Every down is a thir- is 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 a throwing down, whereas he won an MVP by really having to throw in the red zone and on third down. Like the inability of them to really run the ball unless he's running it, coupled with his growth, maturity, the way he's playing, it's a completely different Greg Roman offense now. I mean, they in twenty nineteen ran the ball in first down three percent more than any other team in the league. And again, 35% pass rate on first down. The league average was like 55%. Like nowhere close to now. They're 20th in the league in rushing on first down. They're well below league average in rushing. And they've got the second 
most downfield first down passing attack in the NFL. I mean, that's a quite a paradigm shift, T-Bone. Our buddy Jonah Schaefer, who covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun, tweeted this out. To your point, Jason, they were 32nd in early down pass rate. They're 6th this year. 6th. This is a pass-first football team. And Evolution talked about that last year. But (laughs) even more so, his quarterback coach in the offseason, Adam Dado, or however you pronounce that. um, Dado. 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 He's worked with him since 2021, Joshua Harris before then. But we heard it during minicamp. Obviously, he wasn't there for OTAs, mandatory minicamp. He's throwing a crisper spiral. That was always a knock on him, throwing wobbly balls and the accuracy there. And he's putting guys in position to get yak. And the Rashad Bateman slant is a perfect example. Maybe he's not leading him as much to get that long touchdown pass there, but it's working, this early down passing attack, and it needs to work given the lack of success on uh, by the running backs. I went back and watched every snap that Lamar Jackson has played in the NFL under center, and when you go through it and you weed out goal line situations, you know, goal-to-go situations, and then you weed out spikes – because obviously, if you're spiking the ball, you're not going to risk a shotgun snap, right? You weed those out, you come down to 17 instances in the first four years of his career where he was under center with a down distance and play call that actually required him to throw the ball more than two yards downfield. 17 times. He's done it 12 times already this year. Like, he's he's gotten under center... And thrown on first down nine times already this season, and he's eight for nine with over 100 yards. It's it's a completely different thing. In the previous four years, only two times had he gone under center and attempted a pass in a game, in the same game. He did it three times week one. He did it four times last week. He did it four, uh, four times the week before that. And And they ain't getting off this anytime soon because it's gouging people. We need to give Greg Roman a lot of credit for yes, this. Yes, we do. And you go back to his time with San Francisco, time to Buffalo, and his first three seasons in Baltimore, being this run game mastermind. And he's turned this into a very good passing attack right now. And he's gotten banged over the years locally and nationally for elementary pass concepts. He deserves a lot of credit for this. Hey, we have some breaking news. According to Jeff Zerebeck from The Athletic, Ronnie Stanley is practicing again, which is the, it's the Big. first Thursday he's practiced uh, since coming back on the field. Only Ravens not practicing. Michael Pierce, he's having surgery after the year. Um, Justin Houston, the groin, and Patrick McCarty, the ankle. Mm. Yeah, look, if there's no setbacks, mm. if he's able to get through tomorrow's glorified walkthrough and he feels fine, then he's starting. And this is what I told you guys when I was in Delmarva, it's going to be a process of weeks with steps forward and steps back. And then over three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, there will be a point where he practices in full consecutive days. And once he does that, if he gets through that okay, it's go time. Mm-hmm. And, and we seem to be on the precipice of go time. And he's at that point, but to the other side, Justin Houston, Patrick McCary, not looking good for either of those guys. And with Houston especially being out, JPP, I think he's going to get more run than we think, out of necessity. 
Whatever the alleged pitch count is, I'll take the over. <laughs> I just can't imagine a guy who hasn't been on the field yet. You're not. He's. You, you can't do. Put him out there, except in what you think is passing situations. They're like you, you can't have him on the field in run situations when he hadn't even been part what of them. So, so what you're, you, uh, you I got to play in the Buffalo Bills. Every down is a passing down. And, uh, yeah, and you can argue Ken that. Edited, Brandon Copeland is he going to be the primary uh, edge rusher uh-huh. with Owe? I, again, it's at a necessity right now. You don't. Want I, to, you don't want to do this. You don't want to get get the guy hurt the first week I, he's no, here. I, I know. Hey, we have a very, very busy Thursday show. We get started guest-wise. Jim Hunter, our buddy from Baltimore Baseball tonight, uh, coverage here on the fan joins at 2.30. We'll talk college football with Aaron Taylor from CBS at 3 o'clock. Odyssey NFL Insider and podcast co-host with one Jason Locke and four, four Brian Baldinger at 3.30. Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ryan Horvat at 4. Charles Davis on the call with Ian Eagle. Ravens Bills this Sunday at 4.30. And Mike Loxley, the head football coach of the University of Maryland at 5.30. Big show. It's huge show. O's are playing right now. Yeah. We'll keep you posted Adley Rochman. on how that goes. Adley has already doubled. Yeah, it's the record for rookies. 33 doubles, passing Cal Ripken, who did it in more games, by the way. Yeah, so. and uh, obviously, we'll be talking Ravens every hour. And anything you miss, you can find on the Odyssey app. <laughs> yeah. I was noodling on the Odyssey app last I'll tell you what, it's a hell of an app. It's amazing. And it's I, better than I thought. I re-listened to the Doug Farrar piece, among other things, this morning, just while I was doing some work for the show. I re-listened to it, and uh, it, it, if you missed it, we're going to play some cuts next. But, man, he's good. I can't stress stress this enough. It's an easy enough app to maneuver that Jason yeah. Lockenford can do it. And, 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 and let, Stone tells you every segment's labeled, so you yeah, know if yes. you're looking for something in particular, you just click right on it. I, I Couldn't went, be easier. I went to yesterday's show. Four o'clock, Doug Farrar, bing, bam, boom, hit it, boom, bing, started bam, playing. Boom. There you go. Started playing. Bing, bam, and, boom. And as I told you, Lickety if, split. if you have a car that's newer than, like, less than five years old, it's got the yeah, Android Play, and it's got the Apple either. Play, you can play it right through your car. So My car has rolled down yeah, windows. Yeah, so that's you don't have it. Is it really? No, but yeah, it, <laughs> it might as well. Not, yeah, it might, it, it might as well. They don't hey, really work, so it, it might as well. Hey, coming up next, I told you how good Doug Farrar was. Well, if you missed it, we're going to play some cuts from him. And Jason, sit down with Rashad Bateman at the castle. It was more of a stand-up. It was a well, minute. Well, sit they, down. Well, they don't Doesn't, I mean, Literally, they I think it's like know. a minute and eight seconds, Stone. How they, long is it? I'm try, uh, I'm, they don't know it's cuts. I'm I trying just, to make I it sound big. keeps it real. I'm trying to make it sound big. It is what it is. Rashad Bateman, Doug Farrar next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baltimore born and raised. Jason Lock on Fora and Ken Wyman. Inside Access. 1057 Yesterday, we had Doug Farrar on. He had just written a piece about how good Lamar Jackson is. And so we felt it was appropriate to have him on to talk about it. And Doug Farrar talks about how well Lamar is playing right now. The article I wrote uh, two days ago was entitled, The NFL is Lamar Jackson's World and Everyone Else is Just Paying Rent, which is pretty much how it goes. He's playing at a level we've never really seen from a quarterback before. And Lamar Jackson is the top quarterback in BYAR. If he were a running back right now, he would be the most valuable running back in the NFL. I think overall, you know, whatever's going on with Greg Roman or uh, Adam Dadeau, his quarterback's coach, the Ravens have kind of taken in the building and and worked with him. Whatever happened this offseason, Lamar is a pocket passer. He's the best pocket passer in the NFL right now. The only reason they're not three and zero. The only reason they're two and one is that Tua Tagovailoa got to experience and benefit from Baltimore's coverage box yes. in week two in ways that Lamar did not. He's the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's the best player in the NFL right now. I, I think that's pretty good. That's uh, some glowing comments, Jason, about Lamar Jackson. You know, put in perspective, it's it's one thing when you start thinking about uh, he's good. But when you got a guy that didn't, and Doug Farrar's got no biases, and he's been watching the film, he's like, this guy's the best, the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the best player in the NFL. Well, I mean, the thing about the pocket is, like, in 2019, <laughs> he was exceptional there. He had a 113.3 rating in the pocket in 2019. So the idea that he can't pass from the pocket has always been a little bizarre to me because. This isn't an offense. This isn't the Shanahan Kubiak offense with boots and waggles all over the place. Occasionally, we'll run a sprint play where he, he runs to a spot to his right and then launches something deep. But, like, the pocket thing to me isn't necessarily where the seismic shift is happening. It's what we were just talking about last segment. It's now he might be under center and they might be throwing from him under center and it might not be in a short yarded situation. It's Greg Roman becoming leaning into the pass on early downs. It's them taking early down deep shots. Well, you mentioned Greg Roman. Let's hear Doug Farrar talking about Roman's passing game. His job is to 
create and scheme up consistently the most complex run game in the NFL. He's been doing that for years. His next job was to kind of wait for Lamar to catch up to the passing concepts that go off that run game. And there were times last year where Lamar just, like I said, he was late with some pretty easy stuff. One thing you can tell when a quarterback's light really goes on all the way, like thermonuclear, is all of a sudden guys who are on milk cartons are in the spotlight. Well, hello, you know, Bateman and Duvernay and all these guys. It's not just the Mark Andrews show anymore. Yeah. As far as Roman not being able to scheme his receivers open, I think that's a canard. I think the tape backs that up. I think this year Lamar is just – for some I don't I haven't talked to him, so I, I couldn't tell you why. But for some reason, he's embraced those route concepts in a way that he didn't seem to before. T-Bone, Greg Roman should deservedly get a lot of credit for what's going on here. They've totally turned it around. And after the first month of the season where Lamar Jackson was an MVP frontrunner, he was bad after that. Until his injury, he was very turnover-prone. You could tell that the offensive line, lack thereof, really got in his head, and he was pressing because he did have the Superman cape on for that first part of the season. After the first half of the Jets game, he's been unbelievable. And we talked about him possibly not running this year because of the contract. He, The next closest leading rusher on this team is Justice Hill with 80 yards. Mm-hmm. He triples Justice Hill in rushing yards. And... You heard Doug Farrar saying with that one analytic, he's best running back in football, best quarterback in football. But Greg Roman deserves a lot of credit. The offensive line has been such a pleasant surprise from a pass-blocking standpoint. The offense as a pass offense is just humming ever since the second half of that Jets game. This, this to me, may capture as much as anything else why I'm calling him the Shohei Otani of yeah. football. Somebody called him that on ESPN this morning, too. Oh, I did it first yesterday. I know. I, know. I think it was Bart Scott, if you take out, Bart Scott's a big listener. If, yeah. you, yeah. if you take out his five kneel downs, which obviously no other running back is being asked to do that, yes. right? No running back. We're talking rushing yards. No running back's been asked to do that. If you take out his five kneel downs, he has 21 actual rushes for 248 yards. That is 11.8 yards per rush. <laughs> T-Bone... <laughs> He's also second in the NFL in air yards per pass attempt, 10.8. So on the ground, it's 11.8. With his arm, it's 10.8. But they don't want to pay him. Hey, one more from Doug Farrar. Think about that. What is Lamar Jackson doing better this year than last? Well, I'll go to the uh, the fade touchdown to Devin Duvernay in week one against the Jets. And this is one thing that really stood out to me. Because the, the Jets rushed four, and they dropped seven into kind of match coverage. It's been Patrick Mahomes' kryptonite. It's been Joe Burrow's kryptonite. And Lamar just stands there. He knows he's got the matchup advantage with his outside receiver on a you know, subpar cornerback, and he just makes the throw. And I thought last year a lot of throws were late. Lamar has cleaned that up a lot. As far as the blitz, I believe he has five touchdowns against the blitz. He had four against the Patriots. He had six touchdowns against the blitz all last season. Every great quarterback could tell you about that moment where the light just went on. I don't know what happened specifically this offseason, but I can tell you that in about, in about five different directions, Lamar Jackson is a much – this is not the same – if, if you haven't watched the Ravens closely and you're kind of going on priors, this is not the same guy. It's not the same guy at all, and it's all trending upward. 
Jason, it's pretty profound stuff. And he talks about Joe Burrow's kryptonite, Pat Mahomes' kryptonite. Right now, those dime packages is where they struggle. Yeah, and now Lamar Jackson doesn't seem to have kryptonite. Not right now. No, I don't. No. And the kryptonite. It's pretty good. 23 million bucks. What a bargain. Uh Yeah. The kryptonite last year, the beginning of the end, was that Dolphins game. And John Harbaugh heading into that uh, week was saying, look, it would have been negligent if they didn't work on the cover zero blitz and going against the blitz. And you heard Doug Farrar. He almost has as many touchdown passes versus the blitz through three games than he did through 12 Mm. games before his injury last year. So it just shows the huge jump that he made from year four to year five in that area. Let's get a player's perspective on this. Uh, Jason had a chance to catch up with Rashad Bateman. He sat down with him. They stood up. They sat down. We levitated for a while. Yes. Rashad, why is he I got upside down in those gravity boots for one question. Yeah, that's how how epically long this interview was. Was that a better tease? It's a shame that no one caught it on video. It is. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, Rashad, why is the offense playing so well? Yeah, man, we're just taking what defense gives us. Uh, you know, Lamar's doing a good job of reading. Uh, Greg Roman, uh, Zero, he's doing a good job of uh, calling the plays. And, you know, we're just going to continue to execute when our, when our numbers call. Jason, you had a chance to talk to him, Anthony Brown, others. It seems like everybody is aware of the light bulb going off with Lamar Jackson. I mean, the whole league is. And, and now it's going to get really interesting because Lamar himself, when we were talking to him yesterday, was sort of asked about it. Team's still kind of playing you. Like your run first on early downs. And he's like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you know, a little bit. That's going to change. Um, and this thing's going to keep evolving on this side, too. And that that chess match is going to be um, fascinating because I think he is going to see more of some of those dime looks. And if that doesn't, if, if, if he's destroying that, then I don't know what you do. Inside access here on a Thursday. Orioles are beating the Red Sox 2-0 bottom of the third. A uh, couple of ground balls. One was a, a fielder's choice from Adley Rutschman. Scored Kyle Stowers. And then an error scored Jorge Mateo. 2-0 Orioles bottom of the third. We'll keep you uh, up to date on that game. But we'll talk some Orioles baseball next with our friend Jim Hunter, part of our Baltimore Baseball Tonight coverage. What has gone wrong in the last couple weeks with the Orioles? They're still mathematically alive, but it's going to be tough. We'll ask Jim next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason Cannon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Bringing you closer to the field. Jackson it fly across the field. Closer to the locker room. So close you can smell it. Ready? Closer to everything in sports. Inside access. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles heading to the fourth inning, leading two to nothing. Let's talk some Orioles baseball now as we head out to the Ashley Furniture guest hotline. Longtime voice of the Orioles, now part of our Baltimore baseball tonight coverage. Jim Hunter joins us now. And Jim, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. So I'll ask, do you feel like maybe the pressure eventually got to some of these guys or maybe the the uh, the overuse in the bullpen, some of these guys ran out of gas? How do you explain that the way they've played down the stretch? I think that's exactly the point, Ken, that they they haven't been through this before. And even though most of the regulars have been in the big leagues going back to last year and the year before, uh, you, you look at some of the young guys, especially the relievers, and before they changed everything around, the, the minor league seasons used to end Labor Day weekend. And you'd have the rest of September for the big league club. But if you haven't been through that before, the fatigue just takes over. And if you look at the bullpen, I mean, for a long time, they were third or fourth. I think they're, they've dropped now to eighth uh, in the major leagues, which means they're giving up runs uh, that they hadn't been. And there is the pressure on them to try to hold a lead or hold a deficit, if you will. Uh, but, you know, you, you look at the last five games and the bullpen – is one and three, uh, and they've given up uh, nine runs, five runs, six runs, six runs. Uh, you know, Aiken was great last night, but I, I, do, I really do believe that uh, the fatigue of having to go through this for the first time uh, is beginning to show. Jim, all of us were running hot yesterday when the lineup came out. You didn't see Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman, and Cedric Mullins. I get that Gunnar and Adley pinched hit last night, but there were three and a half games out with eight games to play. I get the night game going into the day game, but don't you think Brandon Hyde should have staggered that maybe you sit one of them instead of all three of them at once? Yeah, I, I definitely do, Tim. I mean, you know, you're running out of time here. There's the game in Boston today that they happen to have a lead, three in New York and three home in Toronto. Uh, it's beyond getting late early. Mm-hmm. And you, you need, you know, the, the other part of this, too, and, you know, we, we could talk fatigue versus experience. I want those players who are going to be part of the future next year where they hope to take the next step and legitimately contend for a playoff spot. This was a surprise that they've stayed in this almost to the final weekend of the season. But I, I want to see those guys in there. I mean, they're, they're part of the future. And, again, we still don't know – how the lineup card is presented in this organization. We don't know if it's the analytical people that, that actually make out the lineup card. We don't know if it's Brandon himself or there's a consultation. Uh, you know, you're, you're never going to 
know that, but Rich Hill's a lefty, so they, they sit the, the three lefties, and, you know, Torino's got a rare start, so Adley could catch today, and Torino's happened to drive in the game's only run for the Orioles last night. So <clears throat> I, I want to see these guys get as much experience as they can, and here Gunnar Henderson just got his second base hit of the day. So they, they can take that into the offseason, learn from all the experiences they had, and then hopefully come back next year to an even better team uh, to, to try to make a run up the top of the AL East and definitely into the playoffs. And you mentioned it, one of those three guys to sit last night against Hill was Kyle Stowers. And then Tuesday night, they pinch hit Jesus Aguilar when the lefty Strom came in. Why is Hyde not allowing Kyle Stowers to go against left-handed pitching? He's only gone against the left-hander once, and that was when he was the replacement in the Toronto series. Well, you, you know, Tim, I, I, I just got to believe that's an organizational decision. And, again, they don't discuss those kind of things. And, and frankly, I mean, I, I'm not around the team day in and day out like I used to be. I don't even know if Brandon has asked that. You know, th- that, that would be a question for one of the beat reporters to say, you know, this kid is possibly part of your future beginning next year. Why don't you see what he can do against lefties? Uh, but again, I, I think with the analytical mindset, they are so married to what the computer spits out that that probably is why they, they do that, where they'll say, okay, lefty's in, let's get the righty off the bench, uh, we like the matchup, and the computer backs us up. Uh, it, it has to be that, but again, I, I wish somebody who covers this team day in and day out would at least ask that question to hear what the answer is. Yeah, I don't know. I just have a hard time thinking that they're, they're they're telling him what to do in game. You know, I, I <sighs> not in game. It's the lineup. Well, well, no, but we're talking about pitch hitting situations. Aguilar, we're talking right, in game. Right. Well, I, I just have a hard Jason, time don't thinking. Forget, they they have the printouts of all the matchups, and they they know. Well, they should know two, three, four innings ahead. If it gets to this part of the lineup and this is the matchup, that's when we're going to go to the bench. So the in-game decisions very likely were made prior to the game because they have all the printouts. So, you know, you're, you're not going to go wrong when if somebody asks you, uh, why did you pinch hit the righty against the lefty reliever by taking out a rookie left-handed hitter? Because you're going to say, well, that, that's strategy. That's why we did that. But, again, I, I would like to know why you're not looking to see what Stowers can do against yeah. a left-handed pitcher because if he's going to be a regular, he's going to have to face left-handed pitchers, but otherwise he's not going to be a regular. He's going to be a platoon player. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I still have to believe – that there, there's something, they're always looking at things in the dugout where it says if it gets to this point in this game, in this inning, this is the move we're going to make. Well, Hyde's going to be the one who wears it one way or the other, so it'll be interesting well, you know, how, how, they, how they do down the stretch, how they fare down the stretch next season because and, 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 his decision-making is certainly under a microscope at this point. Well, I guess this would be a Mike Elias decision recalling Grayson Rodriguez from Norfolk where the season is over. I see they announced their probables for the weekend and he's not in it. He last pitched Monday. I would be shocked if he doesn't get a start and, you know, and that final homestand. What about you? Well, it would be a reward for the great season he had. And especially if it's at home against Toronto, you know, you might get a, a little bigger gate on a school night uh, with, 
the night games Monday, Tuesday, and then that late afternoon game on Wednesday. Uh, you know, the the only problem that I see is that he's not yet on the forty man roster. Although, oh, I see candidates for the final three days of the season. There's, there's got to be somebody on there yeah. that, that's expendable that, yeah. that you could easily make the move and get him on there. Uh, I, I would hope so, but I don't know that this regime will do things just to do things to appease the public. I, I think they're they're already thinking about next year, and he certainly is a big part of next year. And he'll be added to the 40-man in the winter anyway, so uh, you may as well go ahead and do it. But I, I would like to see him get a shot uh, just to get that first one out of the way. I, I think against the Blue Jays, that would be great. Jim, and we're talking to Jim Hunter. It's inside access here on The Fan. Uh, Ali Brochman got his 33rd double today early in the game. That's the record now for rookies. He's played, what, Ripken played the whole year. This is just Adley's 108th game. I guess put in perspective just how good he's been, even though the batting average really hasn't been there It's he, because he started so slow. But his numbers have been pretty impressive. Yeah, they really have. And any time you, you – set a new team record and pass a guy to Cal, you know, it's certainly uh, notable and it's certainly a a tremendous feat. I I just love watching him hit. You know, he has such a uh, a knowledge of his strike zone. Uh, I I think he's had some strikes called against him this year that were not strikes, Uh, but that's, you know, how it goes, I guess, when you're a, a rookie. Uh, but he he's everything that we thought he would be, and he's doing everything that they expected that he would do when he got called up. And, you know, the shame of it is, if, if not for losing that COVID year in 2020, which would have been his first full minor league season, you know, who knows how far along he might be. You know, I know he was at that camp at Bowie all year, but when you're not facing uh, opposing pitchers and, you know, learning how to hit uh, against professionals like that, uh, you, you lose something. But he, he really is a, a player, without a doubt, that is fast becoming the face of the franchise. And that is some kind of a feat that, you know, he got called up, what, May 21st, I think it was, and uh, he sets a record for doubles. So uh, kudos to him and, uh, you know, kudos for a, a guy behind the plate that you're going to build around for the next 10 years. Speaking of a feat, Jim, Gunnar Henderson was named Baseball America's Minor League Player of the Year. The only other Oriole to be named that was Matt Wieters. Gunnar Henderson has been phenomenal since he got brought up. He broke that 0-for-16 stretch on Monday with a home run. 21 years old, Jim, and he's going to maintain rookie status next year. He probably hasn't even scratched the surface. Yeah, I, I, I'm very excited about him, and you know I've told this story before. I remember remember the day he signed, and the the Orioles had him come to uh, Camden Yards to sign his contract, and they let him take batting practice with the major league team before he had his press conference. And Mike Bordick and I were in the Masson booth getting ready for the the telecast, and if you closed your eyes when the ball uh, came off his bat, the sound was just different. Uh, and you would have thought that uh, that was a guy who was going to play in the game that, that night, not a 17-year-old who just an hour earlier had signed his first professional contract. So I, I hope they make a decision of what they're going to do with him. Uh, I would love to see him just go to third base uh, and say, okay, Gunner, this is your position. Don't worry about anything else. You know, if you go back at baseball history, uh, George Brett and Mike Schmidt both were drafted as shortstops in the same draft, by the way. Uh, Brett was a high school player, and Mike Schmidt came out of Ohio University, and they're both in the Hall of Fame as third baseman. So if, if you give this kid a position and say, okay, 
Gunner, going into spring training, you're our third baseman next year. Get ready for that uh, because the, the sky is the limit for him. And that, that was certainly uh, a tremendous draft pick by Mike Elias and his staff. Jim Hunter, thanks as always for your time. Uh, one more time next week, we, I guess we're going to wrap up the regular season and maybe, maybe just maybe preview a playoff berth, but that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I, th- I think they got to go seven and zero, and then <laughs> have a lot of help. But uh, you know, no one thought this was going to happen this year, so uh, it's certainly exciting. I- I'd be happy with two more wins, so they have a winning season. Yes, sir, I agree with you on that. Thanks as always, Jim. All right, guys, have a good day. Thank you. Hey, we'll continue talking some baseball next, and we'll go this week in baseball. And the New York Yankees, Aaron Judge, he uh, did he set a record? Did he tie a record? Oh, jeez. He there hit a pretty go. big home run. He did the most important <laughs> thing that's ever been <laughs> done in the history of there professional sports. Well, he hit a pretty important home run, and we'll recap <laughs> next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. There goes the deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Number 61, he ties Roger Maris for the American League single season record with 61 home runs. It's a two-run judgian blast. Oh, you cut off. Here come the judge. Uh, Good. Thank you, Stone. That was more than enough. There's only one team in baseball. Just ask John Sterling. He'll tell you. The Yankees don't play against other teams. They play against the ghost of of Yankees teams past. Yankees Get the F out of here. Aaron Judge, the first American. Don't you wish he would have butchered that call? I do. Some of you do. Aaron Judge became the first American League player to hit 61 home runs in a season since Roger Maris did it in 1961, hitting his 61st home run last night. He currently leads the American League in batting average at 313, home runs at 61, and RBIs at 130. So with a week to go, he's in, in first for the Triple Crown. How about this, Ken? He became just the third player all time with 130 runs, 130 RBI, 105 walks, 15 stolen bases. The other two players, Ken... What about how, how what about it, Babe Ruth? What about <laughs> ten times hit by batsman and twice crapping oh, his pants well, we, in the on deck circle? Know how what, keep going, keep going. Stats. Yeah. I'm glad you directed that towards the ginger gorilla because I took my headphones off uh, and jammed yeah, my thumbs yeah. in my ears. Uh, Yankees have clinched the AL East. He, They're going to be this the isn't two a seed. record. This isn't a record. He's the well, first. He's, he's the first an American, American League, League record. It's he, not a baseball it, record. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. He, he's the first American League player to do it since 1961. The other guys that have done it are assumed to have cheated. Yeah, this yeah. is a big deal. For I will you? consider yes, and to a lot of people, not okay. for you, not for me, not How in the lock and four house. He's ten off the record. Tell me when he gets the record. Yeah, yeah. When, well, when he starts shooting upstairs. He's got the, Yan- he's got the Yankees <laughs> team record. He's tied for yeah. the Yankees team record. That's awesome. Yeah. Way to go, dude. Yeah. You really go don't get paid. You really don't I, believe go that. Go get paid. Do you think that Barry Bonds and you know, he can't even keep a straight face? Oh, I got a straight Barry, face. The record's Barry, the record. Do you think, Barry, do you think that Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame? I don't care if they're in no, the Hall of Fame or not. Answer. That's not an answer. That's not do the you question. Th- no, that was my question. Do you think? Wait, no, time out. Barry Bonds should be. Barry Bonds should be. And what about sure. McGuire and Sosa? I don't care. Well, why? No, that's holes in their game. Barry Bonds was a dominant. Barry Bonds was the best player in baseball for over a decade. Of course, he belongs in. Sosa McGuire were neither. Yeah, Sosa, they weren't the complete Sosa player he was. He was a five-tool stud before anybody accused him of anything and did it for, what, a decade I, in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'm, I'm and then he those... went to San Francisco and did stuff nobody's ever done. 
and I'm use one, stuff that nobody's ever used. You, well, no, well, a lot not, of people used yeah, it. Pretty much everybody used yeah. it. I guess he used it I, better. I'm one of those guys. You have to put them in. I it's, think, though, it's, it's not, a museum. It's not like it's a museum. you can't say Whether that, you that, put them in or not, you can't pretend it didn't happen. That's my, that's my I, point. I'm saying these records are records. I totally agree. I totally agree. But this is a big deal. This is a, and I think you put them in, you put it on the plaque. They That's my the point. That's my point. You but, can't acknowledge that it didn't happen. But I do feel like this is a big deal. He's the first guy to do this in the American League since 1961. That's a long time ago. That was yeah. 10 years before I was born. <laughs> and everybody else that has done it since. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Plenty of people have made a big deal, but don't don't act like it's been an underreported <laughs> story. It's been jammed down oh, our man, throats man. for a month. How about it's Robert a big deal. Uh, Maris Jr. having Roger to attend, Maris Roger Maris, excuse me, having to attend the last eight games, just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad it's done. Yeah. Well, no, because then but he could break it against the O's. He's going to break it against the O's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we're not. Yeah, I'm thinking. Wait, well, I'm out, out of the woods. woods. No. Yeah. Nope. Now every I have home to watch run the now. game with the sound. Down. Every home na- run now is American League record. Hey, let's go from New York National League. Brown on the call. Let's go, I know, let's go to New York National League to uh, New York American League to New York National League, and uh, the Mets they got out of a slump. The pitch to Escobar. Swing on a ground ball, left field, base hit. Here comes Lindor around third. Lade's throw to the plate, up the third baseline. Lindor slides in, head first, safely. Put it in the box. The Mets are back in first place. They'll take a one-game lead in the National League East into their three-game series in Atlanta. This is going to be. This is going to be. Yeah, this is going to be fun as. The Mets and Braves play a three-game set starting Friday. Mets now back up a game with essentially a week to go. Now, I've been a little immersed in football stuff all morning. Have they? Are they, they still moving. at odds about where they're going to play this? Because I saw some reporting came out that did not put the Mets in a great light. It, it, right? It, like they would not be malleable, and the Braves are obviously impacted by the storm. It sounds like they're keeping it down in Atlanta. That, at least that's the early word. And there were no talks about moving it up to today because they shared a mutual off day, which would have. Well, I made thought sense. I read something yesterday. I mean, I know I read it. I, I assume it's accurate. That indicated that the Braves were malleable, but the Mets would not budge. Hmm. I did not read that. Yeah. I don't know why not. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, it's they kind wanna, of a. They want to go. Out literally to... an act of nature. An act of what? Act yeah, of God or a force yeah, of nature, yeah, whatever yeah, they call it. Both. It's, it's, yeah, um, it is both. Depending. Well, we'll just leave that. We'll just. <laughs> nah, yeah, you can't say that as an absolute foundational fact, and we'll leave it at that. Um, but we'll you see think if there the were Jewish space lasers that shot down the huh? Florida coast and Sky caused Omar. all these destructions. Not everybody believes there's a God. Well, I get you. But this is weather. Like, it's coming right, from somewhere. Right, but I'm yeah. just saying. It, yeah, it's, no. Well, force of nature. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the Mets certainly had, had been playing tight. And you could hear it in, I don't know if that was that Howie Rose, whoever's voice yeah, that Rose. was. You could hear what a relief that was. But they ain't out of the woods yet. And Atlanta's yet. a hell of a baseball yeah, club. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they, they absolutely are. The Mariners, uh, they, they finally got themselves... On the board last night with a win, and their manager Scott Service talks about what his team needs to do to get out of this slump. Times and where is he? Times and group meeting. Um, we have a good team, and I've said it over and over: the the, the depth of our team and, and the reason we're good is because we trust one another, and that's what you're seeing. And then we do that. You know, I thought Hanny's at bats are really good tonight. Didn't get any hits. We take the walk. They're not giving you anything to hit. You just move the that's line. That's my guy. And. Uh, that's what we were able to do. That's what we do when we control the strike zone. And we're really tough to pitch against. 
you know, we wear guys out, and that's what you saw tonight. He's referencing future Oriole Mitch Hanniger there. Yeah. Uh, that was a you pulled the perfect clip future there, Stoney. That's future Oriole Mitch Hanniger he's talking about. Who who are we rooting for in the playoffs? Have you decided? Have you thought about it? Have you I really the team? hadn't thought about no, it. No, I didn't think about it. I mean, I'd uh, like to see Trey do well. I was about to say, I, I wouldn't hate for that. Yeah. But, I mean, the Mariners, I mean, those fans, they haven't they been, haven't been, been in the playoffs forever. The last yeah. time they went to the playoffs, I went to the game, to a game when Ichiro's rookie year, 2001. I was living out there. Um, I kind of I kind of wouldn't. I, I like Julio. I, mean, I, I assume he'll be back uh, for the yeah, playoffs. They think he should be. Back. He should be. Yeah. I'd say Seattle or Houston. Just yeah. first I think blush. Cleveland's kind of spunky. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know what they've done? Youngest team in baseball. That it's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and you've got a soft spot for him because you were just there. Nah, I, I, <laughs> I like Jose Ramirez a lot. Yeah, I like that guy's low key stud. Yeah, uh, he's a mod. Like watching his at bats in person, just it, it's you, you. You think you get a win when he gets a base hit sometimes. Yeah. So, but they, yeah, they're and 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 I always. If Tampa is is in there, I, I don't yeah. mind that. I have a soft spot for them, even though they're in this division. Yeah. I just like the way they operate. Yeah, like if the Orioles play them, obviously I'm rooting for the Orioles. But I'm but guessing Jim Hunter, not a big Tampa Bay fan. Why is that? Yeah. Why you... Well, they're they're about the most analytical. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Dodgers I, are, too. I know. I don't, he probably don't like them either. Yeah. I don't think he likes them either. Yeah. Well, the Orioles are heavy analytics, too. It's a battle of 32 supercomputers. Well, not 32. In this league, 30. It's a battle of 30 supercomputers, T-Bone. That's what they'd have you believe. Supercomputers are telling all the story. Hey, coming up next, we switch from baseball to college football. Man, when you want to talk college football, you talk to Aaron Taylor from CBS. We'll get his thoughts on the slate. And what he thinks of the Terps next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 